Welcome everybody to another edition of the Music City Drive-In. On today's episode, we're gonna tackle some Golden Gold predictions. Uh, we're gonna talk about some of the movies that we think are gonna be nominated in the comedy side. As always, I am joined by my co-host Jacob. How are you, bud? Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited too. We have a special guest um, from awardsace.com, Mr. Eric Weber. How are you, sir? Good guys, uh, ready to do this. This is the busiest season of all, award season. It is. It's it's this is Christmas in all you know different aspects of the world. So, Eric, I got one question for you. Um, obviously, I I follow okay. your work. You're you're fantastic. I don't want to toot your own home or toot toot. I mean, I'll let let the ego grow here, but big fan of yours. <laughs> so this is my favorite question to ask anybody that loves movies this way. So why movies? What was it about that? What was it about movies that made you be this way? You know what I mean? When I I grew up in Columbus, Ohio, right? So I'm I'm like you know just the Midwestern uh, up and you know Gen X. I grew up with films that all the magical films that you know we discuss till to this day, like the you know Star Wars in the theater, Empire Strikes Back, E.T., Aliens was a movie, the Blade Runner in theaters initially on the initial run. All those things, like all those films, when I was a kid growing up in Ohio, um, that was just what connected with me. And and ever since that time, you know, so many years on now, it's just uh, it's a passion that, that I've had, you know, forever. And I love finding especially the smaller films, right? So especially now that it's award season, you look for those films that need to be propped up, the ones that need more of a spotlight on them. And that's what I love to do. Can you name one or two of those movies right now? Like what are your two like low-key ones that nobody's really talking about that you think should be talked about? Loose would be number oh one. Oh my God, I love that movie so much. I forgot you yep. are a big Loose fan because I saw it too. I like I I was I did not I wasn't gonna sure if I was gonna see it. I snuck in. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna go see it. I've got to see it. And man, I was blown away by that movie. So good. It's you know, and Kelvin Harrison Jr. Between that and Waves, right? Between those two movies this year, that kid, he's gonna be in my top five actors. With with it could be just one of those, but between both those performances, um, I think what makes Loose such a spectacular film is the fact that. It, uh, you don't know where it's going, nope. and it doesn't it doesn't tell you who's good and who's bad. There are shades of gray everywhere, and it's rare that we get a movie like that that yeah. allows you, the viewer, to make your own decisions about the characters and and how you react to those decisions. Yeah, it was it was such a creative thriller. Like it was a, a very kind of reminiscent of like Parasite in that way. If you didn't know where it was going, you're like, oh my god, where, like is it going this way or that way? And and you never knew. You're mm -hmm. right. My favorite part of the whole movie was you didn't know who the bad guy was and you didn't know who the good guy was. You know what I mean? You didn't know who to root for, right. who to, you know, at one point you're rooting for this guy. And you're like, oh, no, he's really a piece of crap. You know what I mean? Like, that's the, that was the good part of that movie. You got, you got one and more for us? The, and you, it's, oh. it, well, the other one's going to be Wild Rose, which is another Neon movie. You know, Neon, we talk about a, a studio that's had an amazing 2019. Yep. You're, you're talking about Loose. You're talking about Apollo 11, Wild Rose, which we'll talk about in a second here. Parasite, obviously, is their, their big one. But, I mean, Wild Rose is another one from earlier this year. Jesse Buckley's one of my favorite performances. Um, best actress, without a question. She carries that film. Um, I think it's very well directed the, the music in it is, is spectacular and uh, it's got that nashville as you guys well, appreciate it's got that nashville thing going on that's what i was going to say it's crazy because it, I, I know the premise of the movie i i never got to see it i don't know if ricky did no nope. um, but it i think it's screened in nashville for maybe two weeks um 
I, mm -hmm. it, it really was not anywhere around here. And that's what blows my mind, because I know it is about kind of coming to Nashville and the whole Nashville scene, and we never got it. We never got anything. We got never got a screener, never got anything about it. So, I mean... You know what, Neon kind of... I will say this, Neon kind of dropped the ball on that. It was early this year. I think it was in June or July. Yeah, and so it was, you know, still early for award season. But it just they just didn't quite push it like I thought it needs to. And they're not doing much of it with award season. So those are two movies that I don't expect to have huge award season success. But those are two movies that need to be talked about. For sure, for sure. I like it. So we're going to transition. Okay, so we're just going to list off our five. Are you ready for, like, the best picture in a comedy? Um, Jacob, yeah, you can go first. And then Eric, you can go. And then I'll go. Does that sound good to you, sir? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. let's do it. Go ahead, Jake. Okay, for me, um, I've got Rocket Man, Once Upon a Time, Jojo Rabbit, uh, Dolomite, and then for my last one, I've got Busters. Okay. Uh, no, am I going second or am I going third? You're, you're going I'll up go right now, Eric. You're up, buddy. Okay, let me go now. Okay, so I'm going to definitely, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is, yep. is the likely winner. Okay, we'll put that there. I'm not as high on Jojo Rabbit as a lot of people, but I'm going to obviously put it in to get a nomination. Rock. Like a man's a lock. That's in Dolomite. Likely a lock. Hustlers is is on the edge, along with I would say Booksmart. Maybe a little too small a movie. I think um, Knives Out could get in there. I know you guys are about ready to see that. But you know the movie of, of those movies that I like the best. It's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh my God, such a great movie. I, to, oh, it's yeah. funny. Jacob and I talk about it. We have a very divisive opinion on what we think about Oscar nomination wise and. For me, I think that movie plays so well to the Academy that I think it's going to be, it's going to get nominated for, in my opinion, pretty much everything. Just because, and it is a great movie. It's a very, good, it's a great movie. Well, it, you know, it's it's um, it's it's extremely well made. Obviously, it's another one that we talked a little bit ago about the length of films this year. Everything's so long, but for what. <laughs> Whatever reason, the two hours and 50 minutes of that, I wasn't totally, you know, I didn't check out at any point, which right. again is a testament to how strong the film is. Yep. I totally agree 100% because like we were just talking about the Irishman on the flip side of that is is saying, yeah, like, okay, that was three hours and 30 minutes. You felt three hours and 30 minutes of that film. Like you did. Mm -hmm. That's the, you're right, that's the testament of film. So for me, I have once Jojo Rabbit, Rabbit Rocketman, Dolomite, and Hustlers. Those are my five as well. So who do you have? Yeah, I think for those your... are those are all fair. Those are those are pretty. And they, but the one that's the wild card, just to make note of this, is probably Cats. If it, it's going to oh, likely screen in time, and I don't know how good it's going to be. I think it's going to be better than a lot of people think it's going to be. And if that's the case, then that could be the one that sneaks in as the I've fifth heard, spot. I've been hearing things that Universal is trying to make a big push for it, and uh, mm -hmm. that's what I was telling. Well, that would be the right spot. I was. That's why I was talking to Ricky earlier. Um, you know, I really think if they do start making a push, I think this is a quintessential um, kind of Golden Globes film. And the crazy thing about that is as well is the fact that how, honestly, like it's the perfect timing to make a splash. You know what I mean? It's like the end of this year. Because mm -hmm. right now, like 1917, like we talked about it earlier, 1917 and Ritual Jewel are the two big films that are really left. And then if you throw in Cats, and if Cats is good for any reason... I really don't think it's going to be. I don't know what it was about that trailer that just made me know. But <laughs> but for me, if it does do, like it's going to throw, uh, like we were I said earlier, I need it to, I want Richard Jewell to be a bad movie and I need Cats to be a bad movie. I don't need it throwing any wrenches in any of my plans right now, Eric. No, you know, I, I think that Richard Jewell might be better than you want it to be. I know. Because the the word is AFI, where it's going to screen next week, um, AFI Fest here in L.A. Um, it's, it's the last real, you know, festival before we hit the real true voting time. Um, I, 
I hear that they're really high on it. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm friends with Paul, who obviously is the star of the film, and uh, I, I think it's going to be better than you than you than you quote want it to be. I do. <laughs> I know, and that hurts. You know what I mean? Because it throws a wrench in a lot of different plans. It, to me, it's kind of like eerily similar to what they did with uh, American Sniper. You know what I mean? They kind of did that same mm -hmm. thing with that. Um, for me. Yeah. Warner's likes to do that. Yeah, they they like to sneak that because the Warner Brothers, right? They like to sneak that one in in another Eastwood. They try. They didn't do it with the Mule last year because they knew that wasn't quite good enough. <laughs> no. But but I think that that's their tactic, and it, it makes sense. It, there's something about. Listen, we we can talk about this as well. That it's all about momentum, and when you hit it, and if you hit it at the right time, that can help you win an award too. Because sometimes you peak too early. Like look at Zellweger in in Judy. That's a yeah. film. Well, it's I mean, dropping and you know her performance as well because people are starting to forget it already well yep. i mean look at the stars born last year i mean when that came mm -hmm. out it was everyone said this is gonna win everything and then you know uh cooper didn't even get the director nomination uh he lost you know him and lady gaga lost i mean that, that's what you said, momentum. They hit momentum way early and then... Too soon, guys. This is way too soon for me. I love that movie. I think it deserved everything it, it, it should have got. That was my movie. It was one of my movies last year. And it, that one's still hurt. I wanted to cry just to, during their performance on the uh, Academy because I just knew they weren't going to win anything. You know what I mean? You're right, though. Peaking yeah. early is awful. You know what I mean? Because it took... Basically, Bohemian Rhapsody was like, yeah, hello. Sorry, we're going to be the music film that everybody's going to you know, talk about now. You know, And that's what I think really hurt it, the it, most. And we, we talk about, we mentioned, all of us mentioned Rocketman. There's a film that um, Paramount completely messed up the release date. They put it out, you know, right after Cannes. It was, uh, I want to say, late May. Yep. So it's been about five months since it was in theaters, right? Yep. So five months. Five months is, is way too long. And now Paramount's going back. It's the only awards movie they have. They're saying, here's Rocketman. we got a party. Here come me, Taryn, here's Elton John. I've been to a couple. It's all these things. But the problem is, is you're trying to rebuild everything that you had five months ago yeah. and and i think that if you release that movie now november like let's even say this weekend or the last weekend i think you're talking about a bigger hit at the box office and then you're certainly talking about awards momentum carrying you all the way through the season See, yeah because I, I, yeah well i was gonna say i think you know looking at bohemian rhapsody and even green book last year i mean green book released at the perfect time right around thanksgiving yep um mm -hmm. I mean, it's a family-centric you know, feel good movie, and it just held on. Same thing with Bohemian Rhapsody, released right at the right time, and it just kind of held on to that going through. And I agree, Rocketman. It not only released early in May, it released around so many of the big blockbuster films that it didn't get that box office that Bohemian Rhapsody got. Because I think that was the biggest thing that kind of propelled Bohemian Rhapsody into getting uh, a lot of the nominations. Yeah, it's a, it's a clear mistake that Paramount made. They're going to end up paying for it by the film not getting nearly the awards attention that they expected. I think it'll do well at the Globes. Like we just mentioned, it'll do much better at the Globes. Yeah. And then that could help it towards the Oscars. It's still one of the better films I've seen this year. And Taron's one of the best performances. But again, because it's been so long, it leaves our memory and we start talking about new, shinier things. For sure. And that could be the perfect transition for like best actors. So Eric, I'll let you kick this one off. Who's your five and the best actor right now for comedy and musical? Uh, okay, so I would say, you know, for the, the number one would, would be Leo, uh, even though I, here's what's interesting when we talk about a comedy, um, is that, you know, I don't think Leo is going to get an Oscar nomination this time, because there's this sentiment that he already got his, right? He just yeah. got it, we're kind of moving on, but in this 
in, obviously in this category, you're talking about a, a nomination for Leo. You're talking about Eddie Murphy, likely the favorite, you know, that, sure. that I can see. I mean, um, if you look at the other films, I mean, if you take when you're going to see Knives Out and the best part about Knives Out is Daniel Craig. So if you put him as a lead, which I believe that Lionsgate is, yep. then that'll be interesting. I don't think he wins but he will definitely get a nomination because he's so good wow. that he is knives out okay if you, wow. you'll see that's he's in my I, I, i've got to pencil that movie. one in he's not in my five so now that you said that i'm penciling him right now because i'm that makes me a little more excited now because i we were talking about this earlier this is like outside of like the murphy the leo i think egerton obviously is a, in my opinion is a lock for the globe nomination the last no two, like the last two like i have sandler and actually my my fifth one's a little bit of a i got roman griffin davis um, for JoJo, okay. I thought he was great in that film. For JoJo, yeah, yeah, I do too. I thought I he totally was great in that film. I don't. Go ahead. I, I think what's interesting with Adam Sandler is this: is that that is not a comedy. Okay, there are comedic <laughs> elements of Uncut Gems, but you know, there's always that film that gets in, like The Martian, like comedy. Okay, what? So in this case, no. Listen, Uncut Gems has humor. But especially without giving, I don't, God, I don't even say it. But it is so not a comedy that it just makes that's 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 the humor. But yeah, no question, Sandler because they love stars. They, yep. You know, the Hollywood porn press loves the big big name. So I think that's he's in there. And Edgerton's no question, Murphy and and but I wouldn't be surprised to see to see um, uh, James Bond in there as well. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I um, I mean, I think. Any movie Adam Sandler's in, I think, especially at the Golden Globes, is going to get the comedy. I mean, the same thing happened with Punch Drunk Love, which mm -hmm. is not yep. a comedy. <laughs> um, you know, the first five minutes, you see an awful car crash. So um, yeah, but yeah. Um, for me, I'll go ahead and do mine. I, th I actually have the exact same, except um, of course not seeing Knives Out. I don't have Daniel Craig in. I have Roman Griffin Davis. Um, and so I think, of course, you know, after seeing Knives Out tonight, I think that could easily switch. Yeah, because I'm looking for somebody. You're right. We're look, yeah. I'm looking for somebody that I need to throw in that fifth role that I haven't seen yet. And for me, that's also like leading to, in my opinion, I wanted to get your opinion on this as well, Eric, is how weak is this best actress in a comedy and musical category? Like, it is bad, right? Yeah, it's, well, the thing is, is, is you know, when you look at, if you, it's bombshell slotted comedy, right? Tell me it did. Or do no, they put it in drama? No. Bombshell is... Uh, we, we're using Gold Derby, and a lot of... And Gold Derby has it in all dramatic. Or dramatic, yeah. Okay, then then it probably did get slot seats. For me, Bombshell, even though I would say it's more of a, of a drama, it should have gone comedy. But yeah, to your point, this is one of those... You look at the thing, you're like, I, I can't even come up with some of the names. You're like, okay... I think they're going to push. I think is Emma Thompson in lead. I think that's she what, is. Yeah, that's, for, for yeah, that's who they're pushing. Yeah, for late night. Yeah, that's one person that's on there. Yeah, I loved her in that movie. Oh, I do too. And, and that's another movie that came out earlier this year. But that's that that will benefit from to your point an extremely weak best actress in a comedy field because um, you're trying to come up with five names. Right. Yeah. So I'll give you my five. I did Aquafina. I did Emma yep. Thompson. I did uh, Beanie uh, mm -hmm. Feldstein for Booksmart. I did Constance mm -hmm. Wu for Hustlers. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then yeah. uh, Andy Armas for Knives Out. You know, the, that, that's a good call. I think that, again, this speaks to, you're just throwing, those are all fine. But again, there's not one, except for Aquafina, would yeah, be I the think... one that I would say, right? That's the strongest of all those. Yeah. The, the, the one that stands out and you go, this is the one. Yeah, this, it's it's by far one of, I, one of the weakest fields. Yeah. And you're just kind of guessing in your, because I think, in my opinion, I, 
I think I mean I think Jacob agrees. I think Aquafina is going to run away with this award. I mean, you know, I don't think she has any competition. No, I, I mean, if you because if you look at the top, um, if we're talking about the top best actresses Oscar, right? Yeah. The only one of the entire list is going to be Aquafina. <laughs> exactly. That's even in that in that top group. So yeah. there, so that's you know, if you do it that way, which is obviously the logical way to do it, then that makes the most sense. That what I'm saying about Bombshell is that at least. If that would have happened, Charlize could have slotted there, and then Charlize becomes the the favorite because she is clearly one of the favorites for Oscar. And for whatever reason, they decided to put it in drama. Although I understand it, but it's one of those that could have gone either way. I really question whether Lionsgate should have shoved that into comedy instead. See, I kind of felt the same way of like Judy. I know I, I haven't seen it myself, but I heard it's not really necessarily a musical. But you really could have done it that slot of that. I think that could have helped Zellweger too. By putting that in the musical side, and then it's like, all right, so she's a heavyweight, and maybe you're talking about her a little bit more because, I mean, in the best, I don't know if she's like in that best actor in the drama part. She probably is, obviously, but still, I think if you're right with the bombshells, the same way. If she runs away with the categories, oh, well, she won the Globe, so that gives her some momentum heading into the Oscars. Now she doesn't really mm -hmm. have that. No, and, and that's a lot of this is momentum. You look at what happened with uh, Rami Malek last year is that he, you know, rode that wave. He wins here, wins here. And then all of a sudden, it's just like you take it all the way through. So you want you want to be one of the obviously with two opportunities to win best actor or best actress. Um, then you want to be one of those four people, obviously, two right. male, two female. You want to be one of them or your Oscar champ are pretty much done so that that's all about the studio making the right call when you slot these films and, and there's a lot of films that i don't think were slotted properly yeah i agree 100 percent um that'll transition to director i think this is i think this is the most loaded director has been in a long time i think it's yeah i think it might be like you know eight to ten people deep in my opinion i think there's a few Easy. that i think that are kind of a lock i think do you now do, this is a question i have for you to kind of learn about this so do you think that if certain people get nominated, will it help their case towards the Oscars? Not they don't have to win, but I'm just talking about like a nomination because like I know Tarantino's on that bubble. I think maybe you can change my opinion there on the Oscars, but I think if he doesn't get the director nod in the Globes, does that hurt his chase chances for the Oscars? Well, you know, it's so interesting because DGA is another one that comes up. As you know, the DGA has its five, and I'm telling you, direct will vary all the time you'll get the three to four that are always going to be there and you'll get that fifth one that rotates like you look at last year with uh cold war i mean uh that that's a movie that i love it's probably one of my favorite movies of last year he slides in for oscar but he doesn't get globe he doesn't get all these other things so it's really hard to say that how you can transfer the, the globe stuff to the oscars when it comes to director directors are very unique animal from all the different branches and, and how the votes come in. That said, I think that you're looking at for sure uh, Bong is going to be in for, yep. for Parasite, right? I think that's a lot. For sure. Mendes, as, as long as we assume 1917 is as good as we think it's going to be, which I think is a very safe assumption, then you're going to have Mendes in there. For sure. I think the Scorsese yep. sings for the Irishman. That's three. And then Tarantino, I think, is more of a lock than maybe you think it is. Okay. So I would say... I would say that that he is he's probably in I think Taika's in that mix two for five along with maybe Mangold for for, for Ferrari, Gerwig for Little Women, and Bombach for Marriage Story. And and there's still a couple more in there that I can squeeze. So to your point, this is I mean, we can literally come up with five and come up with another five that are equally as great as the first five. Right. What is, uh, what's your opinion on Mariel Heller maybe getting in? Oh, 
I am not a fan of that movie. Oh, not oh at all. my God, you're not. No. I, I think you're the first no, person no, I've no, heard no, no, say no. that. No, it's it's no. I, you know what? Mm. I thought I was too until I started talking to people at parties. You know, when they when they're away oh from it, what they have to say, and I'm talking to voters. I talked to one the other night who said um it said was it was by far the worst awards movie she's seen and i would agree with that um i was uh, i mean it, it is a low-rated film for me not just as an awards film a low-rated film wow. um it is not what you think it's gonna be in fact well actually if you watch the trailer it is what you think it's gonna be but there's way there's not enough mr rogers it's all about matthew reese's magazine writer character and it's extremely depressing in that it's about about him dealing with his daddy issues and i am not a fan of the film i think that she directed it very well i think it's got a nice the way that she did it's got some creativity to it it looks good all these things but as far as the screenplay as far as a film that i go out what i recommend it i would i would say no way i would say stay home and watch the documentary again from last year won't you be my neighbor eric is dropping bombs on the podcast folks eric you just threw my whole entire everything i got and you know it's funny we have been talking back and forth about how we think that hanks could be left out of the best supporting because you know outside of director i think the supporting actor for the oscars is also heavily loaded you know what i mean so I said I think yep. that Hanks could be easily left out with not even in a, like not even a question. And this you saying that and and talking with other people about that, I think that it's more and more likely that he might not get that nomination. Well, listen, and, and I want to say one other thing. I love Tom Hanks. I think he's very good in the role. But I will say you don't. I, I don't know if I ever saw Tom Hanks dissolve completely, and and I only saw Mr. Rogers. Now I, I'm going to flip that and say when I watched Bombshell, I saw Megyn Kelly. I didn't see Charlize Theron. So. So, I mean, there is a way to do that. And I think the other thing that hurts um, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is the fact that last year we had Won't You Be My Neighbor, which is one of the best films for me last year. Film, not just documentaries. Yeah. Film. And when you have this on the heels of that, it just makes it look that much weaker. And so I would not be surprised if Tom Hanks starts to drop. I mean, if I would, let's put it, I would put him in the fifth slot or, you know, wait further down in supporting than, than I would have initially until in, once I got eyes on the movie, I go, whoa, this is, I think you're going to see that film really take a tumble and, and it's going to happen really soon. That's pretty crazy because like it's, I've talked to several people that, you know, that just actually ran and raved about the film and it's, I love, I love movies like that. It, it, it really puts things in perspective. I, I think you've got, especially at Knives Out, I was just like, I'm okay. I'm ready to see the film, but at the same time, like, you talk about how Daniel Craig's pretty solid, and so it's like it gives you the higher anticipation. For me personally, when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, this is going to be a good movie. I just never really got the feel of like, this is going to be an Oscar contender when I saw the trailer of a beautiful, you know, a beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I just never felt that when I saw the trailer. Well, I was as high. Listen, I grew up watching Mr. Rogers. Literally, that was what I'm here. My mom was like, hey, you're sitting in front of the TV watching Mr. Rogers on PBS, you know, two in the afternoon, whatever. I mean, I grew up with that. So, so I have a special affinity towards the show, towards obviously Fred Rogers. And the film just, it just doesn't, um, there's, like I said, it's just, there's not enough. Mr. Rogers, Tom Hanks, there's a reason he's supporting because he's not in the movie the entire time. You were left with Matthew Reese and his character and, and, and daddy issues and, and all the stuff we talked about. And I'm telling you, um, I, if someone raves about that movie, I'd love to have a discussion with them because I'm telling you, I don't see how you can say after watching Won't You Be Your My Neighbor, how you can be incredibly high on a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I know there are a few, there are fans, but I would like, again, that's going to be one of those that when it starts to drop, remember that I, I, I saw that coming when I, when I walked out, I go, uh, nope, this one's going to fall. Um, so, okay. So I've got a quick question. Uh, speaking of daddy issues, 
another film about daddy issues, Honey Boy. I yep. I have that, and I'm. It's maybe a wild pick, but I have Noah Jude mm-hmm. as like my sixth or seventh, trying to sneak into best actor in a drama. Is that a crazy pick or is that a solid? No, uh, I, you know. Listen, I think Honey Boy. Listen, of the two movies that talk about having shitty dads, having a really bad dad. The, the, the Honey Boy is the better of, of the two, uh, but I still I'm still not incredible. I like the movie. Don't get me wrong, but um, and I think it, it was really strong. But um, I, I don't know. I don't know if that film's going to have as as many fans as maybe you think it has. Um, it's a smaller film, as you know. Amazon is really pushing it because they are hurting. They can't seem to get anything right when it comes to awards. Conversely, Netflix is now turned into the new. You know, they might as well be seen in the same light as the Warner Brothers, the Paramounts, the Disney's of the world. They can get three possible looks like three best pictures in. Um, so uh, Amazon needs Honey Boy. Uh, so I think that they will push it. I think they're starting to realize that's their best awards play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree 100%. I haven't seen it yet. Jacob saw it. He loved it. Um, that could have, so I guess a few more questions for you. Um, so what are – give me – not a, it doesn't have to be an order, but just give me your top five movies of the year so far. Okay. My, you know what's what's in, easily in my top five is Endgame. Avengers Endgame still is in my top five. Yeah. I love that film. What, um, okay. I'm not, I'm not a cute. I'm not a. But I'm not even a big MCU. Like I'm not the comic book guy. guy awesome, just like rave about. But That's I just fantastic. love that movie. That's fantastic. Yeah, it is. Best picture and odds. It, I won't let you. Five. I won't. I'm gonna stop you right there. Best picture odds. Do you think it gets it? Um, I, I hope, I don't know, you know, when I, I think a few months ago, I really thought it would happen, but if you were to ask me now, I would say, uh, not likely, but Disney is still pushing their, they work, they're working screenplay and because they're working screenplay, as you know, those things are tied together. Best picture and screenplay For almost sure. always go together. So therefore they're clearly looking at best picture. I just don't know what's going to happen. Um, but it's, it's clearly on my top five. Um, Number one's Parasite. I mean, there's there's oh. not even a question. It's number yeah. one, there's, and then it's everything else is below. Endgame would probably be number two. Um, I liked Merrick's story a lot. I don't think it's going to be – it's not going to be in my top two. It's going to be hard to get those two out of there unless Richard Jewell or 1917 does something. Um, I think, you know, as I look at the rest of them, they're all kind of stacked about the same. I really like The Two Popes. Um, Waves is another film that I'm really high on, but I'm only high on uh, – I can ruin Waves. I don't want to ruin Waves, but there's something about Waves that I'm not as big a fan on. Um, but the direction, uh, Trey's direction in that film is one of the best directors I've seen this year. Um, he'd be in my top five directors. Um, Just Mercy is a good movie. There's, a, there's so many – Little Women I liked a lot more than I expected to like. So it's like it's hard. It's like picking you know your favorite kids. You're like, I have all these – Really good films this year. 2019 is just lights out. It's, yeah, been, a, it's, it's been a great year. It's, it's been a great back half too. So, I mean, the front half it was just full of you know blockbusters, and then this back half has just been banger after banger, like nonstop. Yeah, it, it for, yeah, it blows my mind. When I saw Parasite, so I'll be honest, I, I said this before, but I'm not a big foreign movie film guy. Like, I need to be in mm-hmm. thrilled with the movie from kind of start to finish to really enjoy it. Yeah. I wasn't a big Roma guy. I know that's not a you know a hugely popular you know comment, but yeah, Parasite is one of the best, not just the best films this year, but it's one of the best films I've seen in my life. I, I it's a great film, like it's a great great film. I I saw that right after it uh, premiered at Cannes, and they they screened it in LA like a, a couple weeks after, and I heard these amazing things out of Cannes. 
And I'm really happy I got to see it back in, I think, June or was it early July, really ahead of the curve, because as you know, that film can be ruined. And I think For that sure. a lot of people have done a good job not ruining it. But when you go into it not knowing, listen, how often do we go to a film where you start off at point A and you have no idea where you're going to end up at the end? <laughs> and, and, and that's that film right yes. it does it does things to you that you just never imagined it would and i think that's what we're waiting for when we go talk about back to that love of, of movies going back to when i was a kid is that you want that experience that you that you have never had you want it to be um obviously very well directed very well assembled all the things and obviously when the story's there all those pieces are there with paris fight that it is one of the best films i've seen in the past decade or perhaps ever yeah, it was the way the artistic approach with that film was just so mind-boggling for me. Like, and then whenever you get to that second and third act, you're just like, "What is going on?" Like, you're just, and it just takes that complete left curve, and then it goes right to the right. And it's, I love the story that it tells. I love the family story it tells within it. You know what I mean? It te- it does give you that feel-good family. It's like a family that sticks together type thing. I, that's one of the things I really dug about it. What the way his storytelling. Uh, really impressed me in that film, you know what I mean? Because like, I think that was the same thing for me for like uh, Marriage Story. I think that was mo- one of the most well-acted movies of the year, you know? It, yeah. The scene between, the fight scene between uh, Johansson and Driver still just blows my mind how good that was. Yeah, it's, it's, we talk about some of the best acting, we talk about SAG, and the films that are going to end up getting you know, the best ensemble. I would think Little Women is going to be in there. I think Marriage Story for sure, The Irishman. There's been a lot of really tremendous acting performances. Once Upon Once Upon Time in Hollywood's another, obviously. Um, you know, all these films, it's not just about the performances are, we take them for granted, right? Don't we kind of take performances for granted? We just expect, hey, they're going to be good. But we're talking about across the board, it's going to be another one of those years where like, I don't even know, I could list 10, 15 movies that had amazing performances um, and, and they all deserve nominations as a cast. So, and Parasite's another you know, there's a, it's not, Parasite is not just, a, it's a, the acting as well. Um, I just don't think any of those, anyone from that film is going to break out and get a nomination. It could happen, could, but I don't think it will. I agree with you 100% there. Uh, I, just a few more questions here before we let you go. First off, what was your, this is, this is just a personal question for me. What did you think of yeah. Serenity? Uh, you know what? I finally watched Serenity on uh, on whatever uh, on demand like a, a, a couple weeks ago. Maybe it's been a month. I God, I already forgot it. Um, wow, that's all I got to say. <laughs> I I really liked that movie. Like I did. I just it was a did random you? movie that I just thought it was a lot. Like it was. It that was another one that you didn't know where it was going, and it was strange. But I don't know. I just really like it was a different movie. It came out in January. I never expected it to be good. I went to the theaters and saw. I was like, "This was actually pretty good." It was weird. Listen, it's 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 good, bad, right? There's, yes. there's films like that. Like you know, it's another one like that for me. Even more so is Last Christmas. I'm you know, seeing. I, I literally. I, I know you saw my tweet. I'm literally going to see that tomorrow just because of what you said. Like that's literally. Listen, I have planned my day around seeing it tomorrow. You're gonna love it in that it's so weird. <laughs> It is such a strange movie. And I, I also, you know, as we talked about, I grew up in the 80s. So I am unabashedly, unafraid, a uh, huge George 
George Michael fan. So this film has a tons of George Michael songs, like literally like 10 to 15 songs. Oh, that's every fantastic. Scene. Oh my so God. So I just, I'm all over that. So I'm just sitting here. I didn't even want to go. I literally put it to a Twitter I know you, I, know you, I voted. I voted last Christmas. I was one of those guys. <laughs> and I said, what did you do to me? So I, luckily the theater was close by. I got in my car, I drove down and I was actually very happy I went because I have a love-hate relationship. The movie is so ridiculous that at the end, if you have popcorn in your hand, you're going to fire it at the screen. You're going to go, oh, my God, what just happened? But you're also going to go, you know what? She, she's so good in that film. You know, and I don't even watch Game of Thrones, right? Amelia's so strong in that film. She's so likable. She's obviously a superstar just from watching her. From I have limited exposure to her. Just right. this one film. Like, this girl is good. And I think just the, the, the twist, without saying anything, the twist is so ridiculous that I still – I'm laughing at it now. And I, ultimately, I mean, I was entertained. Isn't that what we want when we go? the movie exactly and i think that's like i think it's kind of came out the perfect time for you as many movies as you're seeing right now that are just supposed to be so oscar 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 award 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 and it's like that's thrown in there in the mix of the movies that you've been seeing right now so i think that was a perfect time for that you know it's so true. It's you, it's a perfect time for sometimes you, it's too much of one thing. Like I've seen like so many over the last few weeks. I've had one week where I had like, you know, seven. It was like two one day, one, 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 one every night going all over town, seeing all these things. But um, but yeah, sometimes sometimes something is as just straight up batshit weird as as last Christmas is just works a charm. So it will not be on my best films of the year. But it'll be in the Guilty Pleasures, number one. Yeah, see, and that's the thing. I always, I love a good Guilty Pleasure movie. I have, like, obviously when I said it, Serenity was one of my favorite Guilty Pleasures of the year. It was just, it's a fun, just throwaway movie. Those are, like, yeah. and it's and it's okay. You know what I mean? It's okay to be weird. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I've seen several, like, uh, like I'm a big fan of, like, Swiss Army Man. That was a weird movie. Mm -hmm. I really liked it, though. You know what I mean? But um, And those, and that gets back what we talked about at the beginning is bringing a light to these films that that you know maybe don't get like a swiss army man that don't get this attention um you know a24 movies it seems like now they do get attention because they're a24 but a lot of these neon movies that i was discussing they're films that you know people didn't see and and, and that's what we aim to do as any film journalist as anyone who on film twitter or what we're doing now you're trying to make people go see a movie like a parasite versus a movie like Charlie's Angels. Right. And that's what I do all the time. Like, I, I literally will tweet out a thousand times. Please go. If you're thinking about going to see a movie this weekend, please go see Parasite. Please go see Parasite. Mm -hmm. Like, please. Yeah, that's, how, that's how I've been with Honeyboy. Like, please go see these yeah. movies. Like, these independent movies that, like, I, don't get me wrong. I'm all about Endgame. I'm, I love Endgame. I love the Marvel. I'm mm -hmm. a big Marvel guy. You know what I mean? I like these films. But, you know, kind of speaking on what Scorsese, Scorsese said, and I think what everybody took out of context there was, is when Star Wars comes out, Everybody's excited about Star Wars, but Star Wars will kick three or four movies out of the theaters because it's coming out. You know what I mean? So like, there's a lot of movies that people don't get to see because these big blocks, big blockbusters will literally take. If you've got 20 theaters in your, you know, in your movie theater, they want like 15 of them. You know what I mean? And and it's important to be an advocate, a strong advocate for the films that you love, and and like a, like a Honey Boy, uh, you know, is, is one those films that you know the average person is gonna is gonna pass on, and and then they're gonna end up watching and going, hey, you know what? I have a new appreciation for cinema, and and, yeah. and a lot of these films are just that, you know, they're not just a they they transcend being a film or a movie, they become something you know high art, and 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 one film, you know, as as, as we wrap up. One film I'd be totally remiss if I didn't bring up. One of my favorite films this year, and what I consider to be an incredible piece of art, is Ad Astra. 
Um, yes. I, I, it's it's going to easily be in my top five films of the year. I agree a hundred percent. I left that I left the film and I was completely in awe that I had to drive an hour away to go see an IMAX just because I didn't want to miss out what it was in IMAX. And you did it the right way because that's a film you need to watch on a big screen. Some of these films you don't, let's be honest, you just don't. You don't need to see Knives Out on a big screen. You don't need to see A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Well, frankly, you don't need to see it all. But if you do see it, you don't need to see it on the big screen. You, you, can, you, can, you can see these movies at home. I mean, I don't. I know the theatrical owners and the studios don't want to hear that. But a movie like Ad Astra needs to be seen in IMAX. I saw it at the Dolby Labs studio here in L.A., which is, you know, the sound system's like second to none. It's where they do all these test screens and they, yeah. they dial films in, uh, you know, with all the audio mixing. And I mean, I'm glad I did. And I went to go see it like four days later with my kids because it's an experience that is, um, that is again, art. And, and when we get those rare instances of films like that, that's when you have to say, please go see this, support this movie so we get more Ad Astra's and fewer Charlie's Angels. Yes, I, I agree. So it's, so it's so funny that Jacob and I had a discussion about this. We saw that movie. I did not like it. And I, I have said to him a thousand times, I think I want to watch it again. Because I don't know if maybe I was in the wrong mind frame when I saw that film. Because when we, we've literally, we haven't argued about it, but he loves Ad Astra. It's one of his favorite movies of the year. And I have it as like a two and a half film. But like... Obviously, it's beautiful. I was kind of bored, and that was my biggest problem with that Astra. But I really want to see. It's one of those movies that I saw this year. I want to see it again, though. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see it again just for the sole purpose of, all right, was I wrong the first time I saw the movie? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. But it is. It isn't. You know, a fast-paced action film, as you know. There's a few parts in there that are. But in general, sure. it's it's more. It's it, for me. It's about the cinematography. It's yep. about the style oh, mixing. God. It's so about, beautiful. It's, isn't right, it? I mean. It's, it, the assembly on that film is second to none. I mean, when Gray put that together, and I talked to a Fox, um, I have a, a source, and, and they were basically saying that, that what helped that film out more than anything was the fact it was delayed multiple times, which gave him more time to finish it and make it the film that he wanted it to be because there was apparently just multiple versions of it, and he finally got it to where he really wanted it to be, and that was by the, you know, the grace of them pushing these, the release dates multiple times and finally ending up in September. Yeah, it's, it's crazy because usually when you hear a film getting pushed back and then getting pushed back again, you know, it, it usually means that something's wrong. And um, that's what, when I went and did this film, I knew that it got pushed back. Wasn't it supposed to be released last year um, at some point or something? And I went in and I said, okay, it's gotten pushed back so many times. And I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I cling to it from start to finish. Well, I, and I think the biggest crime will be this award season. There'll be a few, but I think the biggest one is 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 going to be at, at Astro not getting the attention it deserves. I mean, if a movie like if a film like Gravity can get seven Oscars, oh, as I God. tweeted when I came out of Ad Astro, then you know Ad Astro deserves seventy. I mean, it's they're not even awful. comparable. I mean, I, 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 I'm glad that I'm glad that you find that someone else agrees with me because Gravity. It is. It is one of the most overrated films of the past forever. Okay, decade mm-hmm. for sure. But I can go. We can go back to the start of time. Yes, it, I can, I'm so glad you said because it, it, I hated that movie so much. I hate it. I mm-hmm. oh my! Like, I thought the same thing about First Man. Like I said this to Jacob. First Man was one of my favorite movies of last year, and I think that that's mm-hmm. still so caught up in my head that that's why I was. I'm still so mad about that film not getting anything because I'm a huge Chazelle fan. I think he is phenomenal. And it hurts me that that film just got shut the front door, you know? 
Yeah, and it's, he, if anything, it should have gotten director. I think the tech, all the tech on that film was was second to none. I mean, he knows his way around the camera from an assembly standpoint. Yeah. The film is going to be just perfect. And I think when when that's one thing that I love, uh, any film that is dialed in technically, edited superiorly, all these things. When you get that stuff right, then then I'm instantly in. It, you know, the rest of it is it, I'll be I'll be there for. But if that's there, then I'm in. It doesn't even matter if the movie is you know if the screenplay is is average if the direction and the technical look of the film is is perfect then that's going to be end up being one of my favorite films eric where can everybody find your work at man awardsace.com where we uh, i've been tracking this all the way back from uh you know january from seeing things like i said we talked about on the twitter that when i go to see now now seated for this now this i mean i've seen almost every movie this year and i, I started tracking back in basically last oscars when it ended we started the next day with this year and uh we're almost there it's crazy that this year's flown by but we're almost at oscar time it's amazing thank you so much for coming on the show man we really 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 appreciate this man we're we're trying to get our feet wet in this and you're one of the guys that i mean i follow everything you do man it's fantastic and i just like this for me was such a massive learning experience so we appreciate your time so much eric you got it boys anytime uh as we get closer we could do it again uh, i'm always open for that because this is uh, again this is christmas time right yes sir it is thank you so much my man all right, folks, welcome back. Uh, now we're going to transition to some of the drama categories as well as... Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording and hosting. And distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. And ridiculously easy to use. And now... Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. And that means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if, all, if you've always wanted to start a podcast making money to do it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I cannot wait to hear your podcast. Supporting actors, supporting actress, and we're even going to talk a little bit about the screenplay for the upcoming um, Golden Globes. Uh, Jacob, let's go ahead and kick it off with our best picture picks. Uh, we, we just follow along. We, we're going to give our five... Uh, top five picks that we're going to think are going to be nominated for Best Picture in the Drama Series. Or Drama Series. <laughs> best Picture in a Drama Movie. Um, so what do you got for me, Jacob? So right now I have 1917, Marriage Story, The Irishman, Joker, and A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Um, I think if any of them are not going to get in, I think it will be Joker. Um, for my for kind of first one out... I've got Ford and Ferrari, and my second one out, I've got Little Women. Um, Joker, I have it in right now. Um, it it's divisive. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to be. It's a very globe-like film. Yeah. Uh, it just it depends how cynical the voters are feeling yep. on that day. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Gold Derby, the site that Ricky and I are using uh, for this, has it as pretty good odds. Um, but I think if it doesn't get in, I think Little Women or Ford and Ferrari that, um, you know, we haven't seen either of those, but they've been getting incredible um, reviews coming out of the first screenings. So I think those could sneak in. But I think 1917, Marriage Story, Irishman, and Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood are basically locks. I don't think there's any way of those um, not making it. What about you? So... 
I actually mine are a little bit different. So I do have I do have marriage story. Um, marriage story is my top choice, but it, that's just it is what it is, right? There's no I didn't really put these in any particular order. I have marriage story, Irishman, Four versus Ferrari, Joker, and I have Bombshell right oh, now. Okay, interesting. I think I have. I'm telling you, you made a good point of it while we were just talking pre podcast about this. Um, I think Bombshell is going to be it, it's going to be a globe film. It really is. I think it's a it's a, it's a very much a globe film. But I don't think the Oscars are going to love it as much. Um, I've got that slot. Of, and then, of course, 1917 is my first out with Beautiful Day right after that. So, I mean, I and think... that's probably just because you haven't... No one's really seen it yet. Yeah, exactly. There's so yeah. much questions with 1917. Do I think it's going to be a bad film? No chance. But the off chance that it is, then this whole entire award season gets thrown for a complete loop. Yes. I mean, because, you know, Jacob and I have talked about it several times, but... 1917 could run away with a lot of Oscars if it is as good as anticipated. I don't I don't think there's a world where and you know there might be, but with all the hype building up around it, I don't think there is a world where 1917 leaves the any award show with you know one win like a Martian. Yeah, like exactly. Where it doesn't get any Yeah. I think if it if it gets the love, it is going to sweep a lot of the words yeah um, and i think to to tell that you know with us we've got a screening of that coming up on the 25th of november and i'm really excited about not just that but like we have the no embargo about it mm -hmm. you don't say especially since the film's only going to be limited to release at the end of december and it's coming out wide in january it did Mm -hmm. it's doing the american sniper thing where American Sniper was a very, very limited release in December and then came out wide and was a box office smash afterwards. But for me, 1917 can play that card massively um, this award season. And I, I just have it out right this second. Um, yeah. For me, it's literally bombshell 1917. I could flip-flop that. I think Ford versus Ferrari is going to be a lock in this prediction, I think, for the best film. Uh, for Best Picture and Drama. I can't wait to see it. I'm going to see it Saturday. I'm pretty stoked for that one. And we'll transition right into... Um, one thing. Yes. Um, just to keep talking on this, what are... Because I want to know your thoughts. Because I think if Joker doesn't get in, I think there is a film that has superheroes in it that could maybe squeeze in. You think Avengers could slide into the Globes? I'm, I'm just saying, I think without the preferential ballot that... Yeah. Um, the Oscars have, which if you guys don't know, you know you need two, two to three hundred first place uh, votes. First, first place votes <laughs> to make it in for the Oscars. You can't have yeah. second or third or tenth. You need two to three hundred first place. Yep. And I, I mean, if Avengers Endgame, they're making a big, 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 big Best Picture push, and I think this is where you know if they do get in, I'm not saying they will, but I'm saying I want to know your thoughts of like that's a perfect. This is the perfect place for it. Yes. To be honest with you, I, I don't this disagree. Is, this is where I think last year people really started to respect um, Black Panther as yeah. a yeah because it got now. the yeah because it got the nomination mm-hmm. there and. You know, for to be honest with you, I don't hate that idea. I, actually, I think that it would be a fantastic, fantastic A for them for sure. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side of it, I think it would be uh, definitely. I think it might you know cement their place for I think potential it, I think best it gives picture. Them a very good shot. Um, I don't hate the idea at all. I mean, for me personally, like uh, like a little woman, I'm not looking forward to that. I, I don't think I don't want. Look, it might be a good film. You know, we haven't seen it yet. I can't really speak on it. There's some people that have seen it and that have really liked it. And then there's people that have seen it and just been, eh, it's okay. And for me, that de- decis- decisiveness there really could hold out. But 
you're right. That bottom, like the bottom part of this category, let's just say theoretically in a, in a, in a hypothetical world, marriage stories, I think is a lock. Mm-hmm. Irishman, obviously a lock. My opinion, I think Ford versus Ferrari is kind of a lock. I think it's going to play well to the Globes. But I either think, way, see, that's a movie I think will play better to the Oscars. The Oscars than it will I could I could see that too. I actually have Ford versus Ferrari in my best picture, you mm-hmm. know, selection right now, and I think they're rather high. But for me, that three through five, Ford versus Ferrari, I'm not super confident. I would probably say it's sixty percent in my in my opinion. But Joker and Bombshell, I could swap those out for 1917. I could swap them out for basically any of these top films, and it's okay for me because I think a sleeper there might be two popes. Mm-hmm. I think that could be a sleeper because they did the interesting strategy of going in drama. So I think that is interesting. I think Avengers Endgame, I would be awesome. I would really, really like that. I mean, I, it, the film deserves it. It does, yeah. period. I think, I, I, mean, think, I think this is going to be where either people say Avengers Endgame has a real shot for the Oscars or people say it was a fluke. It'll get the tech noms and that's it. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because, I mean... And think about this: If Joker doesn't get the best picture, and Avengers does, I don't think that hurts Joker's chances as much as it hurts Avengers. If it does, one hundred percent agree. Yeah, because I think the Joker it, it plays it's going to play to certain cat you know people. I don't think the Joker is going to get the best picture nom. I don't. I don't either. And if it does, I think it will get a, a ten. I think Joker will be on a lot of people's. Um, kind of five through ten on the yep. ballots, but it won't be a lot of people's number one. That's yeah. what scares me about. Avengers Endgame also is that, but I just know the the Globes vote so differently than oh, the yeah. Oscars do. Very much so, and um, in a good way. Yeah, in a very much a good way. There's a lot of diversity. Obviously, I think the big thing is because of the split in the categories that does help. You know what I mean? I think it does help uh, other movies kind of be in the spotlight that you wouldn't necessarily see. Now, you know, we talked about comedy earlier, which is is several categories that are very weak in that forefront. But the drama, it's, you know, there's some good, this is, I mean, obviously we're yeah. going to talk about the best actress next. I don't think that's as strong as category as one might say. There is several. Um, I think, I think, well, and we can transition to best actress right now. Yeah. Because I think this is a lot stronger, a lot stronger than the, the comedic one. Um, oh, for sure. Comedic uh, best actress was rough. Like talking about it's rough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But this, you're right. This has got some heavy hitters. I think that there is uh, one or two that I think um, that could kind of sneak in. And for me, I'll give you my five real quick. I've got Arovia, obviously. I think she's a lock. Um, Charlize Theron for Bombshell, obviously. I got Lupita in here. Um, I've got Scarlett Johansson. And then I got Sarasa Ronan? Sersha. Sersa Ronan for Little Woman. Yeah, so I have I have the same thing. I've got Scarlett Johansson, um, Renee Zellweger, Lu- Lupita Nyong'o, Charlize Theron, and Saoirse Ronan. Um, so who's you, think, so you don't have which one did I miss here? That you don't have I don't have uh, Cynthia. You don't have Rovia in there. Okay, yeah. got you, got you, got you. I think I I have seen. I know Ricky saw a different version of Harriet. And <laughs> I've been trying to tell him to go see the new one because <laughs> I saw Harriet and I put this in my review. I think Harriet could be 2019's uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, and that's in in not the good ways. Um, I think her performance is good, but it is bogged down a lot by the movie around it. Um, you know, as I put in my review, the score is egregious. It never ends. It keeps going. It sounds like a Fast and the Furious movie the entire time. Um, and I don't think 
for me, I didn't see much emotional weight to her performance, which is mind blowing because you know it's one of the probably most emotional stories ever. But the issue with you know not being totally realistic, um, not being totally true, uh, taking way too many liberties. Um, I just think it all kind of drags the film down to where it drags her performance down as well and to where, you know, Harriet Tubman has probably one of the best stories of anyone in history and they try to over-dramatize an already dramatic story with fake characters, fake situations. Um, and I just think for me, it made me not care about Cynthia Erivo's uh, performance. Um, so you didn't have Zellweger in, did you? No, that's the one I have. I, I think the momentum is really I think I, trending I, backwards for her I right agree, now. But at the same time, I think as I said, as I said about Harriet being this year's Bohem or Bohemian Rhapsody, in that I think Harriet, strangely enough, could sneak into more categories than not. I think Renee Zellweger gives. Um, she gives a Bohemian Rhapsody-like performance to where people will cling to her, especially because she's playing Judy Garland. Yeah. Um, she apparently... I never saw it. I never got the chance. Apparently, she does a fantastic job in it. I do think she's trending backwards, but I think for the Globe, I think, you know, this is a Globes-type role. Yeah, which was interesting why they decided not to go musical. She would have been a slam dunk in musical. Mm -hmm. Like for me personally, I, I, she still might be a slam dunk right here. But I think she should. She would have won. She would have won in the comedy musical category. But also, hands did down. you did you see the movie? No, I haven't seen it. See, either. I just don't think. I don't think. I, but that's the. I don't think it's. I don't think it was a musical. But that's oh, so yeah. So it was more of a story than mm -hmm. the performance, and and that's the thing that you can't really speaking on the film because you haven't seen. And I mean. I'll see it eventually, probably. You know what I mean? But, yeah. like, for me, I, I guess if it's not more of her singing, maybe, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. But at the same time, though, like, I feel like for her Oscar, um, for her Oscar run, let's she, just say she goes in the musical, I don't, she wins. Mm -hmm. Like, that category is so weak. Because I was just looking at my comparison of the categories. I don't think anybody, when we talked about earlier, I don't think anybody in that best actress comedy side really has a strong chance outside of Aquafina. Yeah, you know no, what I mean. I Outside I think, of that, I think the only the only one who who I would think is Constance Wu, and that would be if Hustlers somehow gets is gets sweeps picture right. screenplay actress. Yeah, you know, gets all that. I think then Constance Wu kind of just gets side. Side I'm not gonna lie, Constance Wu, oh, in my right opinion, point. was just was just as good as J Lo was. Yeah, I mean, she's not as flashy as J Lo, obviously, but she gave a really good performance in. Hustles. She gave, in my opinion, she gave a better performance in a harder category. For sure, hundred percent so, agree. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I mean, as I said earlier, I think Aquafina wins, and I think Constance Wu is right behind. But I don't think I think Aquafina is the only one who really could make a push for an Oscar out of. Out of the whole entire, yeah, oh, yeah. for sure, hundred percent agree. I think, I think most of everyone who is going to be in the Oscar race, I think, is going to come out of this drama. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We just we mentioned in this drama category, and I think it's so. I think we're only looking at about seven seven uh, actresses long on that category. Where I think that it's going to be one of those seven, or it's going to be five of those seven. Period. You know what I mean? And it's it hit. I think it has opened up a little more. You know, I've had Scarlett Johansson in as a lock for my winner for the Oscar for a long time, and I think it has opened up a little more. Um, and I think anyone, I even think 
Lupita Nyong'o has, they are campaigning their <laughs> tail off. They really are. Um, I mean, they're sending everything. Rightfully so. So much uh, for your consideration ads, everything. And I think even Lupita Nyong'o could somehow do a uh, Olivia Coleman. Yeah. And win. Oh, it wouldn't surprise yeah. me one bit if Lup- Lupita won. It, it Seriously, it wouldn't. Not one. And de- deservingly so. She was amazing in us. Like, I mean, both split parts. That was a fantastic role. I do want to say one person that kind of is sneaky, um, and that's Jodie Turner-Smith for Queen and Slim. Uh-huh. I think I mean, she can play a uh, spoiler. I don't think spoiler. Maybe me, she can grab that me, fifth in me, the globe. To me, that movie is going to be Widows of this year. I don't disagree at all. I, I just, I'm just i talking about globe purposes. Oh, yeah. Definitely not Oscar-related. Um, I'm talking about maybe in that fifth slot for the Globes, depending would, on how well it plays. Be, I don't know. See, of course, I, I haven't seen the movie either, and that's what makes it hard. I don't know. I was just going be, off of what she Sasha said. for supporting, though? Uh, no, I think they're promoting her as, as, lead. as okay. lead with him and, uh, what's his name, Daniel? Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, yeah. which who I love that guy. I love I that know. guy. I'm, I, so, I'm really excited to see Queen of Slim. I've been looking I'm forward to it. Too. I just, I think it will have the same, the same thing as last year that happened to, I think it will have the same thing that happened to Widows and the same thing that happened to If Beale Street Could Talk. Yeah, for sure. To where it's, you know, it's a movie about, you know, race and color that just gets completely snubbed same thing yeah with, uh, except for Bell Street with Talk was not a very good movie so oh no <laughs> it was an okay movie um, um, but I was gonna say the same thing with uh, Straight Outta Compton which I know isn't isn't a big fan here but I mean it was okay but I think it should have gotten at least three or four nominations I wouldn't have hated the nominations at all because honestly my biggest problem with Straight Outta Compton was I think it was too long yeah, the I, first, the first. I, w- I wouldn't have given it an editing nomination, but I think you know the first hour, hour and a half, that was almost a, a four or five star, you know, four four and a half star movie. And then I think for me personally, it just kind of went downhill. And that's yeah. So that can transition. I think our five for best actor are probably kind of close. Go ahead and with start with yours. Um. So for me, yep. I have Adam Driver, Walking Phoenix. Uh, I've been back and forth on it. Um, I will. I'll skip this one. I have Robert De Niro. I have Jonathan Price, and for my fifth, this is going to be a very unpopular pick. Um, I have Noah Jupe for him. <laughs> very, very unpopular pick. Um, yeah. Let me state my case. You love Honey Boy. <laughs> yes. I do love Honey Boy, and I cannot wait for Ricky to see it so that we can have a six-hour podcast. podcast. Yes, um, but I think Honey Boy to me is sneaking its way into a lot of awards talk. Um, I know Noah Jupe was already nominated for Gotham, that I think he's going to win. Um, you know, I think it'll be close, but I think he's going to win. Uh, anyone who's seen the movie knows how kind of important his his role is um you know it kind of knows how to the film it's so integral for you know LaBeouf's character to really kind of make its moment um anyone who's seen the movie knows how good he is uh I think he's honestly he is as good as Shia LaBeouf um I think if this movie wasn't about LaBeouf's life it was just a you know a child star with an abusive father, I think that Noah Jupe is getting many of the talks over LaBeouf. Um, 
I think his performance is it's heartbreaking. I mean, for how for how much LaBeouf made me feel in that movie, Jupe made me way more emotional. Um, yeah, and I, that's the thing. Jupe was playing LaBeouf, and that's mm-hmm. I think that's why it's so such a more again I haven't seen it, but in my head I can think about being in that movie, watching that movie, and understanding why Jupe was so good because he's playing a young version of Shy and uh, playing yeah, the, the distraught who's... person, the the harder role, obviously, in the film. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm ready to see. Like, we literally talk about this movie every single day and it makes me so, I swear to you, I told this to Jacob earlier that I literally looked in a hundred mile radius of Nashville because they're rolling it out in more and more theaters mm-hmm. right now. And, and that's, my hope was that it's we're still not getting it until I think it's November 29th or 27th yeah. or something. Yeah. We're getting it at the Bell Court. See, and then my my thing with putting him in is I look at this list. Antonio Banderas could get in for Pan and Glory, yep. but I have not heard anything about that film. Yep. Um, I've heard a lot of people say he's great in it. I've heard yeah, I've heard them say he's great, but also when it first came out, I heard that he was a lock for a nomination for yeah. Oscars, and then it just kind of died off. Yeah, I don't think he has um, a chance for the Oscars. You know, Christian Bale could get in. That's who. Uh, that's who. That's who my fifth is. Um, but other than that, I mean, looking at this list, there's no, there's no one who screams that they are a hundred percent locked to get in. And I think, especially for the Globes, the Globes, the Globes like nominating younger people. They did it last year with, uh, with Elsie Fisher. Um, Granted, that was a comedy, but still. And uh, I know the Oscars have a kind of vendetta against nominating child actors, but I think if enough people see it and they're feeling you know, the same way, I think Jupe sneaks in at number five. That's why I think Roman Griffin Davis will be nominated for the best actor in a comedy. because Well, I, I think that too, but I think I have down, Roman but... Griffin Davis for comedy just because I think that's a little weaker. I, I also think that it's a fantastic... It's I don't think that category is weak at all. You're crazy, you're out of mind. I think there's way too many good people to knock. But Roman Griffin Davis deserves... I think Roman Griffin Davis deserved an Oscar nomination. I think he was fantastic. He was that good in that movie. But for me, I don't understand. I'm looking at this list, and you're, you forgot to mention somebody. Brad Pitt? No, that's definitely not the one I was talking about. You forgot to mention Will Smith and Gemini Man. As much as you love this movie, I'm surprised that wasn't your... You know, I mean, first out. He's not even on this list. He's looking. I'm looking at him right here. Oh, is he really? Oh, yeah. God. He really. <laughs> oh, God. oh God. I scrolled down just to see if I could find somebody oh, else, my God. and he was really. It's kind of funny to me that he's even in here. But um, I'd rather take Ewan McGregor over Doctor Sleep. Um, so for me, uh, my five were is very. Our top four are very very similar. Obviously, Phoenix, Driver, De Niro, Price. Um, my five is Bale. I think the I think the Globes love Bale. I think I think it's more realistic that yeah. Bale is in. Um, I mean, I like the idea of of what you're bringing to the table. I, I think Honey Boy is pushing strong, and strong. this is where Honey Boy is going to thrive. This also will be the time whether or not we find out how serious their chances are for Oscars as well. I really think I think Honey Boy could be a sneaky, maybe not. Maybe not best picture. Maybe sneaks in to the top. I mean, everyone who's seen it loved it. Um, I think you're looking at probably three or four nominations. Yeah, yeah. Jodie Foster has been campaigning, and she's been putting out uh, screeners for it. Yeah, that people come to. I mean, that could be her number one movie. I think, um, and a lot of people. I think what I what I think it uh, will end up doing is I think a lot of people will end up 
resonating with that story of yep. being a child actor. Yep, for sure. Um, being kind of in a broken home. I mean, it resonates with a lot of people yeah. to where I think... Personally and professionally. You know yeah. what I mean? Young actors, young people. But at the same time, it's a massive redemption story. Massive redemption story. And Shai's having a great year. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like He's having a, having a fantastic year. Having, I mean, Peanut Butter Falcon was... Phenomenal. Peanut Butter Falcon, I think if Honey Boy is not in the mix, I think Peanut Butter Falcon gets pushed more, and I think Peanut Butter Falcon gets potentially a few globe nominations oh 100 percent. Uh, i mean for me especially since the supporting actor roles they're not split up like the way they the big time the uh best actor and actresses are i think it's very very hard and, and we'll transition to that uh well let's just go supporting actor right now and i'll slide my top five okay. um and in my opinion i think this is a hard category this is this might, and it's not just this one, but we're talking about this is the probably one of the hardest category come for the Oscars as well. You know what I mean? Like, this is a loaded, 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 loaded lineup. And for me, I've got obviously the shoe in for best supporting actor in the Oscars and Globes. It's Brad Pitt. There's no way in a world where that man is not nominated. I think he's number one. He's number one on my list. He'll be number one for the rest of the year. He gave personally. One of the best performances in the supporting role this year. I don't even know if he's the best anymore. Uh, number two for me was Al Pacino, um, which Pacino is slowly, the more I think about the Irishman, him being the MVP of that film. We're going to do a podcast about the Irishman as well. We're going to talk about that um, a little bit next week. But for me personally, Pacino gave one of the best performances in a supporting role this year, like hands down. Like he was so good as Jimmy mm-hmm. Hoffa, so good. Um, coming in at my number three slot is uh, some guy that we talked about for quite a few minutes a minute ago. And that's Shia LaBeouf. I've got him slotted number three. I will go on a limb and say this: if Shy does not get the Globe nomination, Shy is not getting the Oscar nomination. I agree. I think that is this. This is where Shy. Well- to to counter to counteract the globe the Oscars are voted by supporting actor nom- for sure nominees for sure so I think I think this I think if he gets this I feel like he's a lot more of a lock for I think he I, to be honest with you to be honest with you if he gets the globe I think he's a lock yes I think that's the big thing for me and then I think if he doesn't I think he's on the fence four or five right yeah I think that he's I don't think he's as high in the rankings because obviously my number four William Defoe. I think it would be a shame if he didn't get nominated that's just it's, that's honestly William Defoe gave a, a, a I didn't love that film like you did but we talked about the you know we talked about a previous episode that you can listen to our review on that movie the one thing that we did come to a massive agreement was William Defoe was fantastic in that movie, um, and then number number five. There's no way in my. I really feel like this in the these is a strong five. The only one that I don't see that could not be in this list is is maybe Defoe and maybe LaBeouf. I really don't. I'm not a hundred percent certain where they go any other way, and that's number. You know, Tom Hanks is number five. I think that's a. In my opinion, I think he's... In he's, my... In, so, are you... I don't know. That's my five. That's my five. In my opinion, um, I'm not I'm not ranking them just yet, just because... I, I, I really... I just listed off how yeah. I had them right in front of me. Um, I think out of every supporting, even for the Globes, even more than Brad Pitt, I think Tom Hanks is a lock. Um, for the Globes? Yes. Oh, for sure. I think Tom Hanks is an absolute lock. 
Um, Oscars are still iffy. When it comes to Oscars, and the only reason it's iffy is because Oscars, like we said on our last episode, (laughs) the Oscars, for some reason, have some sort of (laughs) vendetta against against Tom Hanks. But, I mean, Hanks Hanks hasn't had an Oscar nomination since 2001, but since 2001, he was was nominated for Charlie Wilson's War um, in 2008, Captain Phillips in 2014, and The Post in 2018. Um, I mean, the Globes love Hanks. He's playing Mr. Rogers. I mean, that's all you really have to say. I could, I think if I went out and played in a good film and I played Mr. Rogers in a good film like that, I feel like I would get the Globe nomination. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is, it's almost too perfect for him. Um, Agreed 100%. Behind him, behind him, I have Brad Pitt. Uh, you know, I just reiterate everything Ricky said. He's, I mean, he's, he gave one of the best supporting performances of the year. Um, I mean, it was so it was so nuanced. Very little dialogue was spoken by him, but it was it, it just his performance as a whole. Uh, you know, his confidence, arrogance. Um, it was perfect. Um, I agree. My number three is well, I, I'm not ranking around. I don't know why I said that, but I have Shia LaBeouf as well. Um, I really do think he's getting in. I think if you guys haven't seen the the FYC ads, then I, I you're you haven't opened your laptop or you haven't been on Twitter. (laughs) It's everyone is there's screenings of this everywhere. Um, The director, Alma Harrell, she is pushing for it. The movie's pushing for it. Um, You know, Shia LaBeouf has been everywhere. He's been on Ellen. He's been on Jimmy Kimmel. He's, and he's, I mean, I keep saying it. He's using his story in such a creative way to where you don't take pity on him, but you feel for him. You don't ever want to stop hearing the story. Uh-huh. You never, like, I, I have listened it. to seven different interviews with that man, yeah. and you take something different away from every single one, and it's just like, it's a beautiful story, period. And it's not just about that. Like, I mean, obviously, I haven't seen this film, but, man, it was so good in Peanut Butter Falcon. So good in Peanut Butter Falcon. Mm-hmm. Like, that film just, that's one of the best films I've seen this year. It's hands down. It's in my top okay. ten right now. I, I don't know if it might leave my top 10. I, I told I said that I was going to get better on on just saying that, but it's first off it's the most it's the most heartwarming film of the year. It was a beautiful film and you can even see you and I talked about this a little bit. You can see the transfer, transformation of Shy in the oh, film yeah. itself. You Not just see, in his character. I'm talking about Shy LaBeouf himself. You can see especially you can see in the interviews he does. I mean, early on in the Peanut Butter Falcon one, you could tell he was kind of laying back and was letting Zach have the spotlight and then he I mean, you could see how uncomfortable he was at times and everything like that. And now it's like he he I listened to Scott Feinberg's interview I listened to him on Ellen, and I listened to him on Jimmy Kimmel all in the same day, and it, he's so open about it now. Like, he he knows, he's like, I think he was scared that the movie wasn't going to do good, and that people were going to kind of talk down on his story, and now that he sees people like it, people are appreciate, oh, appreciative of his story, I think now he's kind of embracing it as like, you know what, I, I can come back, and I can do this. Um... So I've got Shia LaBeouf as my number three. Pacino is my four. Um, I agree. I with everything Ricky said. Um, I don't. I'm not supposed to rank them, so I don't know why I said four. But <laughs> I agree with everything Ricky said. Um, Pacino. So Pacino really stands out of the pack from the rest of the movie. And you know, my review will be out next Friday. Um, and I talk about in my review 
how Pacino, the film hits a point and it really starts to slow down at right around the second act. And it kind of, the pacing kind of gets iffy, but Pacino, every time he's on the screen, he demands the screen. Yep. He, he doesn't ask you to watch. He does what few actors have done. What, honestly, that I've seen this year, the only three people who have done it are Pacino, LaBeouf, and Pitt. Um, you know, Defoe was close, and I'll talk about him because, spoiler, he's on my list too. Defoe was close, but he... He he didn't the the story wasn't about him, and so um, you know he Pacino demands the screen every time he's on. Yeah, um, you he's know, so his good. story. He gets, he's so good in that film. He he not only has the most emotional arc, he's got the funniest arc. The just overall, he just has the best performance. In my opinion, he would be the only one I nominate from this film. Yep, uh, actor wise. Yep, um, but. I do have him in for my supporting actor. And then my for my last one, same thing with Ricky, is Willem Dafoe. Um, I, like I said on our last episode, I think he is the closest one to breathing down Brad Pitt's neck for um, the, the Oscar. Um, I think he's got a narrative building around him of a guy who's never won. This would be, if he gets the Oscar nomination, I know we're talking about Glove, but if he does get the Oscar nomination, this would be his fourth year in a row of getting a nomination and not winning. Um, and I am pretty sure, I'm Googling it right now, I'm pretty sure he has uh, third year in a row, my bad. But I'm pretty sure, yeah, the Globes, he's gotten he's gotten 2018 for Florida Project, 2019 for Out of Eternity's Gate. If he gets another nomination this year and doesn't win, that's three years in a row that he's getting a nomination and won't win. Um, do I think he will win? No. Do I think he's almost a lot for a nomination? Honestly, no. But that movie so I think that mo- I don't know if the, I so, think I think this movie will stand out a lot more with people who make movies. For, oh, for sure. It, but I think. But are. I think the the older guys in the Oscar might turn that off. After but see, that could be minutes. that could be just for picture, and I don't think this is going to get a picture nomination. I think the people who act. Who watch this film? It's really. I don't disagree with me. I think that the, at the same time, I will say this. I think that the, in my opinion, I know you say Defoe, but in my opinion, the only guy that could really beat Pitt is going to be Pacino. I think Pacino is so good. Pacino's seventy nine years old, and he gave the best performance of his life. I mean, he won back in ninety three percent of a woman in a lead. I mean, but he's only been not he's been nominated three times in his life, but he hasn't been nominated since nineteen ninety three. That to me in, in itself is is magical. I mean, obviously you've got you know I think Brad Pitt's the cream of the crop. I mean, we we've said that a thousand times on this. You know, he's never won an Oscar for acting. Um, he's been nominated one, well, two, never won three, an Oscar. four, five. Well, he's got five. Well, actually, he's got, he's got three, three acting he's got three nominations. Acting, yes. Yeah, I mean, he won for Best Motion Picture, obviously, for 12 Years a Slave. Defoe, I mean, but, Defoe, if Defoe gets nominated this year, he'll have three in the past three years. And it's crazy. And, but the thing about it, I don't think, in my opinion, I personally would rank their performances. I would go Pitt, Pacino, Defoe. You know what? I'm taking Pitt out and I'm putting James Corden in for <laughs> I know. I would, <laughs> when I was scrolling through these, looking at some of these uh, performances, hey, I... I will say, I will say, there's been rumblings, or meows, whatever you want to say. No, I just said meows. Oh my god! Universal 
is going to give Cats a ginormous push for the Globes. And I think if it does, I think, especially being a musical, I think it could start squeaking into a lot of these Globes. It's not going to get any... Acting nomination. Is it in musical, right? No, yes. it's in drama. It's in musical. It, it would have to be. It's a, yeah. It's a so, musical. I mean, I mean, for actress Jennifer Hudson, slam dunk. Yeah. I can see them killing the category Jennifer for Hudson, actress. I mean, even in the trailer, the trailer was whatever. I personally like the trailer. Um, oh, for some people, the trailer is whatever. But I mean, Jennifer Hudson singing that song, man. I, I watched the trailer a million times just for that. I mean, Jennifer blow Hudson. my head off that trailer was so bad. Jennifer Hudson has a beautiful voice. Um, She's fantastic. But I mean, I, I that, that to me, for me personally, I, I just I I'm not saying, and especially because no one has seen it. I think they're supposed to be releasing another trailer. I think it's going to be awful. I th- um, I truly think it's going to be awful. I don't. I, hey, I need it to be awful. I don't let need... me just let me just take you back a few years to a little movie. Called The Greatest Showman. Terrible. White in Golden Globes. Terrible movie. Had I think four. Had I think three or four nominations in Golden. Oh, Globes. I don't disagree. I, I so, do think that. I mean, the, the thing about Cats, it, if Cats gets out, and if they get the push they're going to, they might be pushing for Globes more than they will for Oscars. I'm not saying they will. Um, I could easily easily see it falling into picture. I could see it getting actress, and that's about it. I mean, and maybe like a song, oh, yeah, song, song and, all and all that stuff. But I'm talking about major ones. But that wouldn't surprise me at all, to be honest with you. I mean, Cats is Cats. It is what it is. It looks terrible. I'm going to see it just because. I mean, I see everything. Um, I've watched some seriously bad movies. Um, I, haven't really, I don't think I've watched anything bad recently. But we'll stop right there, and then we're going to transition into the um, supporting actress role. So I think this is going to be a little bit more decisive, in my opinion. Maybe. I don't know what uh, Jacob's uh, um, Jacob's picks are, but I'm I'll I'll lead. Did you lead on supporting? Actually, no. I'll go. I'll, I'll you lead. go first. You um, go first. I think you'll end up liking mine. Uh, what do you got for me? I've got Laura Dern. Yep. Locke. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Um, Margot Robbie for Bombshell. J Lo. Yep. Oh, Jennifer Lopez for Hustlers. Yep. Shuzhen Zhao for The Farewell. My number five. I think you'll like it. Divine Joy Randolph. I okay, so don't say another word. I am I'm kidding you not. I'm kidding you not. That is the same five I have. Really? I swear to you, look at this. In, that, in that list. Uh, in the, uh, the only one we had flip was Robin oh Lopez. <laughs> okay. The same exact and you know it's so crazy. I was looking at it, I was like, you know what? I really just I think she played perfect for the globe. She'd be perfect for the globes. Oh, that is a and, globe. That is and a globe. I was like, I'm gonna you know what? I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna be like, you know what, Jacob, I like this one. And now you just stole all of my thunder. You I, it's so funny because I was like, all right, you know, we're four for well, four. It's crazy because I thought we were gonna be different on five. The the only thing the only other performance I could see getting in is Scarlett Johansson, and I don't think she's gonna get two. Um, I think it it'll play so well yeah. for the, the you know I think Dolomite's gonna it's a great Dolomite, film. It's Dolomite such a fun is a film. Dolomite is a it's just like Rocket Man that we talked about in comedy. I am waving that flag. Dolomite until the, is a which it's know, such a great film. It is a it is a Golden Globes movie, and I know we talked about this in comedy. Um, I need I is, need Eddie Murphy nominated for an Oscar for that movie. I need it. He's so good in that movie. 
And I, you know, we talked about it several times. I know you didn't love it as much as I did. It's I, a which I still liked it. it no, was, no, no, no. I know definitely fun. It just I think you gave it four stars, which is yeah. a really good score. You know what I mean? I gave it four and a half. I was borderline five. I think I, I was think very, the issue with me is not seeing it in a theater. I do agree with you. Seeing that in theater was the it. To be honest with you, the only thing that I wish I would have been able to do, I saw it in theaters, obviously. I wish I would have seen it with a crowd of people. Yes. Because you would have been, everybody would have been laughing together. It would have been just a fun theatrical experience where you're seeing it with just a bunch of people. You're seeing it with 300 of your closest friends that you don't know nothing about. Mm -hmm. And you're just having a good time at the theater. And that's, it's still is really blowing my mind right now that we had the same exact five. And that is so funny. And it's so funny because um, usually Ricky and I talk about, uh, usually we talk about our picks before yep. we come on the I think we did talk about like one. Yeah. We, we talked about one category and I think it was one of the comedic categories. Um, so, I mean, we really came in blind. And oh, that's so fantastic. I mean, and you'll know we came in blind by the reaction of just what just happened yeah. because that's fantastic. I think that the, I think the, I think Sue is a lock for the Globes. I think the four that we mentioned before are all locks. Yeah, Dern, Lopez, Robbie, Zoo—that's a—that's those are four locks in my opinion. Divine Joy Randolph is the only one that kind of is iffy for me. But looking back at the list, the only person maybe Florence Poe. Yeah, the only Florence Pugh getting in is a possibility. Um, Annette Bening maybe. Annette Bening will not get in. I don't think so, but she's still talking. Um, They're still talking about it. The only person I can see is Scarlett Johansson. I don't know if they're going to give her two. Yeah. And especially especially if they know she's going to win in actress. I don't know. I don't see her getting a second one in uh, supporting. Yeah, that would that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, are we not going to get what about Margaret Robbie for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? They're going to nominate her feet. Um, that would be funny. Um, that's it though. That's that that's perfect. I mean, I there's nothing really to add to that other than that it's hilarious that we had the the same exact ones, and that'll transition to our last one. Screenplay. Um, and I'll give you my five. This this will be different. This I already. We I think this is one of the we ones did, we talked about. Yeah, we did talk about this. Yeah. This will be different. So we talked about screenplay. Um, my five. Okay, first off, before we before we talk about this, screenplay is the only one which is crazy to me. Screenplay is the only one that does not split it up. It doesn't split it into comedy or drama. It doesn't split it into adapted or original. Yep. You just get one screenplay. Yep. And uh, looking through, man. Yeah, I'm, because for the Oscars, I'm, you have the Oscars. You have five choices. Right I'm Oscars, you have five choices. I'm making it. I'm making it on the fly. I'm changing it. Yeah. See, so well, you Oscars, you get ten choices. And that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oscars, you get ten choices. Here, you're you're literally nominating every single you know movie into five and and that is very hard because there is 10 very good screenplays if not more there's, this there's, year and you know what i mean least, there's 20 maybe 30 you know that that i could be nominated that um, might should be nominated i do think that there's a couple in my opinion yeah, i just made, that i just made a hard a so hard change i think there's three locks in this category and i will i think once upon a time in hollywood the irishman and parasite Okay, I have all I have all three of those. Um, so those are my those are my three. The other two I've got, I think one's going. I think this one's going to play very well to the Globes is two popes, and then my five is Jojo Rabbit. So I think I think two popes will actually play well play 
better to Oscars. I don't um, think so. I don't think Two Popes is going to get a Best Picture nomination. I don't. Think I don't think it's going to get any acting ones either. Any acting. Yeah. So I think this could be where they say Two Popes was a good movie. The screenplay stood out. Let's give the screenplay the nomination. For sure. Um, I think Two Popes might get screenplay and production design, and that's it. Yeah. So on the flip side, I have Marriage Story. Um, which Marriage Story seems like almost a near lock for the Oscars, but I agree with Ricky. It's I could see it missing out here. Um, and if it, it misses out here, I still think it's nominated for an Oscar. Oh, like yes. it's so weird because it's it's just you get five, you get five, you, yeah, you don't get nothing else, you don't get options. I mean, I I spent you know I'm like man, I don't know who to. I I I felt bad for leaving Marriage Story out. It hurt my feelings until about two minutes ago. <laughs> I had Jojo Rabbit in my top five. Or yeah. In my top five. And I have... So who's your four it. and five? Or no, so you have Marriage Story? I have Marriage Mar- Story, Irishman, and Once Upon a Time, Parasite. Do you have any guesses for my five? Uh, you can probably guess it if you if you look in front of you. Uh, you just have to... The farewell. Yes. Yeah. It's The Farewell. Um, I think The Farewell... I think The Farewell I can see is, that easily. is yeah, I a lot for, uh, for an Oscar. Um, I don't think know, she's winning anymore, though. I don't think, oh, no, I don't think she's going to win, but I think the whole thing of, you know, Lulu Wang's not going to get a director nomination. Nope. Um, the film doesn't deserve it. The film might get a bottom three picture. Um, I still, right now, I still have it in this picture, but I have it as an eight, nine, ten selection, not a, you know, two, like three, four, five. Um, you know, the actor, actress, Aquafina might make a push, but I don't think she's getting in for actress. Um, I still have Shuzhen in for supporting, but for a film that, that is that good to only get, you know, one, I think this is where, at least in the Oscars, they will um, kind of just throw it all on screenplay and be like, there, have your screenplay award. That's what you get for, because you got to think this, this story is personal. I mean, this is just like Honey Boy, um, except it's just not about you know, an abusive father. It's about, you know, lying uh, to your family. And I mean, it's really, it's dark, but it's, it's so personal and they love personal stories. And that's why I think marriage story gets in as well, but they love personal stories. And I didn't even see this until a few minutes ago, but I think the farewell gets in. Um, I think people have liked the farewell a little more. I think it's less divisive than Jojo Rabbit has been, even though Jojo Rabbit has been, going upwards recently um but i think screenplay wise i think the farewell gets in over jojo rabbit a jojo rabbit still i have it currently um i just wish jojo rabbit would be released in theaters you know jojo rabbit i saw it in theaters it's in theaters it's in all the theaters it's not in all the theaters it's in about a third of the theaters well it's in theaters in nashville it's at the opera mills it's at green hills it's at i think it's even playing at hendersonville not. Go see it's Jojo not Rabbit. In theater right okay, now. well, there's it's in one of these theaters around here, so you need to go see it. All right, I, I, I know, I you, know. You do. Okay, all right. I'm glad um, we came up to that agreement. But yeah, so those are my five. I think the sleeper here is Ford versus Ferrari too. I, think, I don't think so. I don't. I think, think it's so playing. I think Ford versus Ferrari is a sleeper for everything in the Oscars. Maybe you know not here in the in the Oscars. I think right now. Having need, not seen neither Ford vs. Ferrari or 1917. I think 1917 takes the sound mixing, but movies about cars, that's where... I mean, movies about cars do not do well at the Oscars, 
but sound mixing, sound editing, all the technical kind of Yeah, that's why I'm going to go see that IMAX. Yeah. I'm going to see that Saturday in IMAX because whenever I saw some of the reviews of the movie, I didn't read the reviews in full, but for me, I I like to kind of... They said the sound in it is absolutely magnificent, so it isn't easy for me to I go still, and decide. Personally, to see IMAX. I still think um, nineteen seventeen takes it. Uh, oh, I, I I think so too. I just think that I think we're I think Ford versus Ferrari is sneaking up on it is it the is Oscars sneaking. It is like creeping up, and it if it plays well at the box office this weekend, which I expect it to, I think the box office is going to help swing it a little bit too. If it's as big as it, you know, if it's mm-hmm. as big as it should be. Um, I think it's going to play very well, and I think it's going to play but, itself into. I don't think it's going to get any like acting nominations, obviously. No. But I could see screenplay easily for the Oscars. I could see it in the best. I think see, it's going to be a better. I can't see screenplay for the Oscars. I think it's going to be in the best picture. Oh, uh, yeah. I think it's hands down. But then I'm talking. We might be a sneaker in there. I think we might be a sneaker in the best director. I think so. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. director. I think that he's a low key. Bottom of the barrel, somebody gets knocked out. It's kind of like a... I know you didn't agree with it, but it's like a Bradley Cooper last year. Bradley Cooper, everybody thought for sure Cooper was going to be a director nomination. And then... He had a lot more momentum. I think it would be... I think if... Let's go back to saying if he does get nominated, I think it would be more of a... um, more of a Paul Pulowski from Cold War. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So he gets flipped in for somebody that might get like a like a bomb, think, like a bomb will, back gets thrown be a, out. You know what I mean? I don't think bomb back's going to be nominated anyway. Um, but, um, I think there will be a big snub if um, if Mangle gets in. But in this case, you know, I haven't seen the film, but I think he probably would have deserved it. For sure, I think so too. I think I'm going to really like this film. I'm really looking forward to this film. And I'm really hoping that it kind of opens my eyes a little bit because I think for me right now, because right now at number five, I have Meryl Heller in my director and I'm going to take her completely out. Like, I don't think she stands a chance. Yeah, I think she she still, I think she still has a fighting chance of the two. And I hate that we have to put the women in their own category. That's the thing though. I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think there's a woman that's going to be, I think, because there's four, there's four locks at the the best director, uh, in my opinion. I guess in your opinion, yes, there are four. John John Hu is a lock. Tarantino is a lock, and then Scorsese is a lock, and then Sam Mendes is a lock. I know you don't agree with me on Tarantino. Three of those, I won't say which one, but three of those. <laughs> he doesn't agree. He doesn't agree with me on Tarantino. We fought about that on this podcast a lot. But getting off topic, screenplay. We settled that debate, and I think that's every. Is that everything? That um, unless do you want to do animated feature? Just talk about it. I I, mean, I know. You're going to make me talk about something I don't know anything about. Great, Jacob. Right on the spot. I will gladly talk about it. We can do... I'll give you my five right away. You ready for it? I will say, Ricky and I did get a screener for... Well, think about it. We got a screener for Weathering for You. So that means... Secret Life of Pets, baby. We will will have seen Weathering for... I've seen Adam's Family. Toy Story 4. uh, I assume you've seen. Yes. Uh, Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Best animated movie this year. How to Train Dragon Three? You've seen, yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay, so that, I mean that's three. Of it was them. okay. And then you saw, you saw Adam's Family. See, I mean, you saw I'm throwing an Adam's Family. Got Secret Life of Pets too. I've got. I mean, I don't know any. I'm Angry Birds. I mean, that could be. I had a conversation okay. with somebody on Twitter yesterday that they liked Angry Birds. It really hurt my feelings. Um, that they said that, and it's not that it's a bad film. It's a terrible film. I, I mean, it was. When we have our, well, I'm going to give a little bit of a spoiler alert here. Just a little bit. I'm sorry, Jacob. I don't know if you were going to want me to do this, but I'm going to announce it right now, right before we do Animated, okay? For the people listening. 
Jacob and I are going to have our own awards. We're going to have our own Music City Drive-In Awards here, and we're going to call them the Whiskies. And we are really excited about this because we're going to gather a couple other people that we're going to submit their nominations to us, and then we're going to do a very fun uh, podcast at the end of the year um, with with somebody that we're we're getting very acquainted with, and that's that's Cotty um, over from the Nashville Noise, who who posted actually an article of mine for um, Midway. Which do us a favor, check out NashvilleNoise.com. This is coming out a little bit of late to when you'll be able to hear this, but she's downtown right now covering the CMA Award Festival, so she's going to have a lot of stuff on her website. I'm super-duper excited about that. We're hoping to do some more things with her in the near future. So that's like, that's, like I said, that's NashvilleNoise.com. Um, you can check her out on Twitter as well. Um, Nashville Noise is actually their Twitter account. And then, of course, you can t- check out Cotty Howell, um, C-O-T-I-H-O-W-E-L-L. Sorry for the random plug in the middle of our podcast, but you kind of transitioned for me because I got excited. I've been very excited. Wow. I think we're going to have some fun categories. Now we're going to flip back to the animated because you're right. I have seen a lot of these. I do feel good about it. So I'll, I'll start. Go ahead and kick us off. For right now... I think uh, Jacob's mad at me. I announced the uh, whiskeys here on the podcast. Oh, no, you're fine. I'm just I'm kidding. I, I'm just um, kidding. Yeah, I'm excited about it, too. Uh, it's it's something that I feel like... Uh, we'll I think be, it's going to be we'll a, lot be a lot of fun. fun. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, it'll be something cool. We can start doing it, and uh, I think it'll be an interesting um, kind of thing. For sure. Um, but for me, for animated, I've got... Uh, from Just from everything I'm hearing, Frozen 2... Yep. Um, I mean, the song is, oh my God, the song. I can. I won't lie. When you sent me the text message and said, man, the new Frozen song is like really good. I was like, God, what did I get myself into? And then I put it on and I'm like, oh my God, it really is I good. Cannot, like, I cannot wait for Brendan Urie to get up on the stage and just scream um, the lyrics. I mean. It's going to be a fantastic watch on the Oscars. It's, oh gosh, I just cannot. Ah. Uh, 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 I can't. I, I, I love the song. Um, and you just blanked on the song title? Is that what we're doing here? No, I was typing something. Else. Oh, okay. Um, I love the song. Uh, I know that the song's the song. <laughs> I did. I did. For, into the unknown. For some reason, I blanked on it. I blanked on it for a second, and I kept thinking "Into the Woods," and I was like, "No, that's not it." And I didn't blank on it until you told me I blanked on it. Um, that was a fantastic into the unknown. moment. It's go listen to it. Uh, I think it will play well with the movie. Um, but from everything I've been hearing about Frozen 2, it's more mature. Um, it's really grown with the audience over the past six years. And that's what that's what I love about an animated movie. Uh, I mean, there's there's animated movies that are strictly for kids. It's got a playable. And it's exactly. Um, but I was, I know, and I want everyone to go crucify Ricky for it. He has not seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse fully through, even though I gave him the movie on digital. So he has. No I've watched excuse. ten minutes of it. He has no excuse. Um, but it's something like that where it really gives a more adult message. Um, but it's for it's for adults and kids. It's for all around. That's um, what they've done with all the Toy Story movies too. I really like yes, that. Yes, and I really like that. And I've, they've done it more, especially with the second, especially with the third, and then with yeah. the fourth. I mean, the fourth Toy Story movie. It's, it was a fourth Toy Story movie. It was the lowest rated out of the out of the four, but. Um, <sighs> So I've got Toy Story Four to talk about them. They're <laughs> they're in. I mean, there's no way they're not in. I think I have them winning the Oscar right now. I mean, it's it's Toy Story. I hate that 
you know, they pushed Toy Story 3, the best picture, everything, got the, got them the best picture, got them everything, and then they said, okay, let's make an epilogue movie, not even a real Toy Story movie, let's just make an epilogue where we turn Buzz into a dumb character and just ruin his entire character arc, but anyways, um, I also have Weathering With You, which I know Ricky and I are both going to watch. Yeah, we have to screen uh, pretty soon about that. Yeah. Um, How do you train your dragon? Hidden World, which we actually both got a screener for that too, and I'm excited to revisit it. Uh, first time I saw it, I was a little disappointed. Um, the second one was phenomenal. Was phenomenal. Um, the second one was amazing. Um, <laughs> he's, one of, he's hesitating right now because I'm just shrugging my shoulders. Uh, I think you know. I think if How to Train your Dragon: The Hidden World would have held up to what the second one did. I think it would have been not only one of the best animated trilogies of all time, but maybe even one of the best trilogies of all time. I mean, the character arc over the three movies for Hiccup and for Toothless. I mean, I, I still, I still love Toothless. I still want to get a dog named Toothless. Um, I think he's, he's one of my favorite animal-like characters in a movie. Um, but I think How to Train Your Dragon: Hidden World gets in, and I also think Abominable gets in. I yeah, think Abominable. I've seen that. I think that one. It's a is, cute movie. I, that's what I was gonna it's say. A I cute think that movie. I think that one's gonna be the the cute type movie yeah. to get in the the kids centric type movie. Um, I don't know if it does have a bigger message, but I do think uh, I do think that one gets in. I do think, however, Missing Link might. I know Missing Link had a terrible box office, but it has an interesting animation style, good names behind it. Um, I think Missing Link could get in as well. I think but, Adam's Family wouldn't surprise me just for the Globes. It, it doesn't. It, it doesn't stand a chance for the Oscars, but I think it would be a nice little cute uh, Globe nomination. I, my five are the same year as Toy Story Four, Frozen Two, How to Train a Dragon, Abominable, Weathering, for, Weathering with You. I am. I am extremely emo. I, I don't even really know what to say right now. I'm extremely distraught uh, with you. The slander of the Toy Story Four movie. I thought it was fantastic. What's your Toy Story rank, though? I want to know. Right, right quick on the pod. Give, right. me your, give me your top four in order. Three, four, one, two. Oh, my God. What? Actually. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Maybe, maybe three, one, four, two. Two's your worst? Yeah, easy. Two one. is so close to being my best. No. Three, three the, two, three, one, four. Three is the... What, three? three? Okay. Uh, three. Toy Story 3 is one of the greatest animated movies of all time. Yes. Period. It's I in my agree. top five, three, probably top three. Three is my number one as well. Yeah. Two, right behind is two. Two, yeah. is, two is incredible. Two is, it's been so long since I've seen How three. How I have them. Three and two are both five out of five stars. Perfect. Almost. Yeah. Um, number one is four and a half. It was... A, Looking back on it, it has not aged well. Um, it's a good it's a intro good kids movie. Yeah, yeah. It's it, you know it's, when it came it out, was, it was I forget what year it was. It was. It, I think it was much more ninety four is my guess. Um, I think Toy Story one was a much more. Um, I think it what it brought in the terms of anima- animation being a three D movie. I think that was more important yeah. than what the movie actually was. Yeah. Um, and then Toy Story four, it just. Toy Story Four feels like an epilogue. Loved it. It felt it felt I, like an epilogue. I loved to me. it so much. I just loved Toy everything about it. I loved the Forky character. I think I liked, that was. I liked Forky. Forky I, was baller. But I hated how they made Forky. Forky and uh, Buzz, I think, shared the same one brain cell, and they just they know. made Buzz in the third in the third movie. They finished off his arc. They made him from what he was in the first movie, where he. Really, I agree with you. Was whatever. 
I think if they would have, I think I would have been okay with them making the four without the without Buzz. I think, yeah, oh, I agree. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think four for me took a big step back. I've lowered it actually to a four, to just a four out of five. I think it took a huge. Step I loved back. it. I loved everything about that um, movie. I, I literally came very close to giving it a five star, uh, I but I didn't. I have it at four and a half. I, I think I have it in my top ten still for best movies of the year. I don't even think it's in my top but five. Anymore. I loved that movie. I loved it a lot. But yeah, that was impromptu. Uh, Toy Story discussion. Yeah, you're welcome for that, guys. Um, uh, is that it? Is that, that all the awards? I think that's all of them. Perfect. All right, folks, do us a favor. Um, hop on over to the Twitter and give Jacob a follow uh, at VP underscore movies. Check out his movie reviews at uh, visualprofitmovies.com. Uh, check out my stuff at Ricky Valera underscore. Also, check out my website, uh, thesportscript.com. Anywhere in those links, you can see our Oscar predictions. Um, Go back and, and listen to some of the older episodes. We've been doing a lot of them for the Oscars. Here in the near future, we'll jump back in the Oscar race and talk about some more of those movies. Um, I'm excited about that because Oscar season, the award season as a collective whole, is in full effect right now. It's super duper exciting. Um, um, one thing, don't forget to go back and uh, give Eric Weber a follow. Yes, yeah, please do. At, at Eric Weber, um, go check out his website, awardsace.com. Um, also, like we mentioned earlier, check out the NashvilleNoise.com. And folks, until next time, we'll talk to you guys soon.